What's up? What's up, peoples? Welcome. Welcome to another episode. This is episode number two. This, your podcast, the podcast of the people. This is your podcast, the podcast that was made for you. So listen up. The Young Entrepreneur Mindset Podcast is live right now. Please share this content. Go to Facebook Live. Please share. Share this content, please. Go to my YouTube channel and please share and, and, and subscribe to my YouTube channel, okay? Now, I want to make something very, very clear, okay? When you hear the word young entrepreneur mindset, when you hear the word young, you know, don't, don't feel scared. Don't feel intimidated because of age or anything like that. No, that's, it's not about the, the youth or anything like that. It's if you have that mindset, okay? And, and I don't care if you're 25, if you're 55, 65. If you have that mentality that you're, you're creating a brand, uh, you you want to bring something new to the table. Uh, you're out trying to reach out to the community. Uh, you're trying to get new leads. I, I want this podcast to be that vehicle so that you can reach those people. OK, so when I say, you know, when God put in my heart, the young entrepreneur podcast, that entrepreneur mindset is that your mentality is different. You know, other than the nine to five, you're working for that six to 12 empire. You're trying to build an empire trying to build something different. Okay. So don't be intimidated by that. Please. If you follow me, look at me on Instagram under a Santos 75. Okay. Uh, or angel Santos 75. Also look me up on YouTube under angel Santos. Okay. Please share this content because one day you're going to be on this platform. One day you're going to be on this channel. One day you're going to be telling your story. One day you're going to be showing your brand that a lot of people want to get to know. And that's the whole purpose of this. Okay. So please share this content, subscribe to my YouTube channel. And I want to thank you guys for joining me in today's episode number two, where I have a very special guest. Uh, as you can see, first of all, I, I want to give a shout out to my barber. I just came from my barber. You can see right here. I got, I got this fresh look. I feel like a millionaire, like my shirt says. I'm the millionaire in the process, so you know how that is, okay? It's all about the mindset, okay? It's up here. So visit Omi, the barber shop, 9645 East Colonial Drive, Orlando, Florida. By appointment only, call the number on the screen, 407-458-9200. Call Omi and get your haircut, get look fresh like me, you know what I'm saying? I don't know if you're going to look like me, but, you know, at least you, you look fresh, all right? So anyways... Thank you again for joining family and friends. I appreciate uh, all of my followers, uh, all three of you. I appreciate you. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I'm proud to say, man, you, you got to start at zero ground, ground zero. You know, you got to start somewhere. A lot of people want to start, you know, with a thousand, you know, to be honest with you, I'm not, I'm not behind the followers. I'm, I'm, to be honest, I don't speak from my heart. And you guys, the people that know me closely know uh, that I speak from my heart when I say this. Um, I, I want to help you. Um, if you're in the social media, but you're you're scared, you you don't understand it. You you just don't, you, don't, you don't find time for it. It's it's not it's not your theme. Uh, YouTube channel, Instagram, Twitter, etc. All these platforms are there. I see it there for free, and, and these are tools that I could use to also. Uh, I'm going to talk later about my my products and whatnot. A lot of you guys that follow me understand, but anyways. They're there to, to uh, be used. So let's use these platforms. Let's, let's share. I think all of us as a community, whether you're Latino or American, green, black, green, whatever color, doesn't matter what background, what religion. I want you on my channel. Um, I want to bless you. I want to help you. Okay. We're all blessed. And I thank the Lord for blessing me. Today, I have a special guest. Uh, like I said before, you guys have seen the post. Um and this person that I'm going to bring today is, is someone very special, man. Uh, like I said in the post, he's, he's not just my friend. Uh, he's a brother to me. In the beginnings of uh, my calling with the Lord, um, I was going through a tough process. I want to say back in 2006, 2007. Um, that's when I, I came close. Uh, you know, the Lord was calling me for my calling and whatnot. And this man, you know, the day that I was let go from a bank, I remember this testimony. Um, I, I was let go on a Wednesday. I remember it was like in May, May of 2007. I was let go and 
I went to the church property during the daytime because I figured there was there people in the office. I had nowhere else to go. I, there was, you know, nothing for me out there at the time. And this guy was there, man. He was there and he told me these words. I'll never forget that because I explained to him. He was surprised to see me there too. He's like, well, aren't you at work? I said, no, man, they let me go. He said these very simple words. He says, he pat me in the back. He says, no worries, man. God's in control. Better things are coming. And I could tell you, man, that those words sat in my heart. Um, at that time, I, I was going through a hard time. I went through a lot of process and whatnot. But neither here nor there. Today, I still have a relationship with this guy. This guy, I've seen him grow. Um, I've always liked his style of handling his finances. He's always been straight with his finances. And later down the road, I saw him become this uh, this real estate investor and real estate uh a guru is what I, I consider him because he has a lot of knowledge what is uh, real estate and, and finance. So without further ado, man, I want to thank uh, him. I want to thank you guys for joining this channel. Please subscribe to the channel. And I want to guys welcome with a round of applause and, and from far away, virtual applause, whatever you want to call it. I want to welcome my brother, Eduardo, a.k.a. Eddie Serrano. Eddie, what's going on, papi? Hey, good afternoon. Thank you for having me over here. No, bro, listen, man, the privilege is all mine. Uh, thank you, man. Thank you, because I know everyone's on a tight schedule, and I want to just throw this out there. I know when you're tight schedule, but I'm still coming after you. I'm going to come at you, and I'm going to keep after you, because I want. I know everyone wants to be a part of this podcast. So, Eddie, thank you for being here. How's the family? How are you doing? We're doing great, you know. Thank you for asking. You know me, uh, as you know, it's been an interesting year, uh, but uh, we have been able to keep moving forward. Uh, we're doing good, uh, and uh, like I say, I, I enjoy uh, the first episode that you put for your podcast. It was great. I think it's a great idea that you are having people just common people, right, to share the story and, and tell about what they do, how they made it. People can relate. People relate exactly. to real stories, right? Uh, and it's great that that you know eventually one day you I know you're gonna have people well known talking to you doing this. You're gonna have famous people, but the important thing is that people be able to connect and relate with others. So I'm very excited. I'm very happy. You know, when you sent me the invitation, I was I'm like, yes, I'm there. So thank you for having me here. Um, and you know, uh, I'm looking forward to, to share anything that you guys want to know and how I can help others because at the end of the day, this is what we do, right? We help others, you know, exactly. with my story, with information or education. This is what it's all about. This channel is to helping others to grow, absolutely. Absolutely. Now that you brought that up, um, if, if you have any questions for Eddie, please, uh, there's, there's a comment uh, space here, as you know, with the Facebook, YouTube. Write down your comments. I'm going to be checking it out. Um, it's my responsibility to get those questions uh, or concerns to Eddie, and I'll make sure that uh, uh, Eddie Serrano, Realtor, uh, get in contact with you. So, Eddie, uh, once again, thank you, man. It's a privilege. It's an honor of your time. Um, let's start off with, with uh, before we get into the real estate market, how it's looking today, and, and question regarding that. I want you to share a story because that's that's something that I think is the icebreaker, right? Right. When you share your story, you know, because all of us, including myself, we have these these dreams, right? When we were at a younger age, you know, and I grew up in Puerto Rico, Fajaldo. Um, I, I grew up playing basketball, you know, and as a youngster, you know, playing basketball, I'm thinking, oh, I'm gonna make it to you know professional basketball one day, whether it's Puerto Rico, you know, NBA. You know, I grew up in the in the '90s era with Michael Jordan and all that, and and it was like, yes, you had this drive, you know, and, and you wanted to like exceed, and you wanted to you want to get that trophy, you want to be, I don't know, it was just something inside of me, and I know that that's inside of you. So let's start off by doing that. Let, let's start off with your story. You, you, what part of Puerto Rico are you from? So I'm from the <clears throat> the west side of the island. I'm from San Germán. San Germán, yes, yeah, which is. Southwest of the island of Puerto Rico, uh, completely. Actually, it's like further, uh, further you can get from Fajardo, where you're from. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, the other side. So it, it's still a small town uh, and um, very humble beginnings with my parents and uh, us. Uh, 
my parents, you know, they work, they went to school and, you know, they get education. My parents work for a pharmaceutical company. My dad did work for many years and my mom worked for, you know, factories in, in, in our hometown. So, um, so, you know, we, we have some, you know, stability of the household, but um, they push us to do be better, right? Be better at whatever we decide we wanted to be in, in life. Your parents did that. They pushed yes. you. Yes. Okay. Yeah, they, they, you know, they were very influenced of, like, trying to get an education. And also, we used to play sports. As you know, I, I you know, we used to practice baseball. Uh, I have an yeah. older brother, as you know, Edwin. Edwin is my older brother. He's four years older than me, so... He started yeah, he's my playing second baseball. Favorite. He's my second favorite. You're my first. <laughs> Don't tell him that. You might get in trouble. I know he's going to watch this. That's okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, you just wait for the text when it come later. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, being the youngest, have a great advantage, right? So I always look over about what, you know, my brother, you know, was doing, playing ball and uh, play baseball. And it was, it was, Helping me tremendously because I want to be like him. He was really good. My brother was obviously, you know, is a lot taller than I am. Yeah. So he was left-handed. He's like a role model. He's like a role model. He was. Believe it or not, he was the one that I follow. He taught me a lot of things too. Uh, He's a great uh, teacher. I think he, when I to play baseball, what he helped me the most was with my mindset, right? The the psychological aspect of playing the uh, the game, but. The advantage that I have is like he's four years older, right? So he has seen a little bit more. So he's just trying to educate me at my level what to do to be a little further ahead. Now, I wasn't the tallest or the strongest. So I had to kind of like, you know, try to find out my way to just be good at my brother level. Maybe. So it's always a challenge. And also as well, you you want to be better than your brother. Yeah. Yeah, actually, Michael Jordan. If you look at the story, it was the same thing. His brother yes. was in the same thing. He made a challenge him. Yes, so that's he, awesome. So, right. so you you grew up in Puerto Rico. Now, how, how was the culture like growing up in Puerto Rico? How was that? You, you, like you said, your your dad, your mom, they, they inspired you to do better. So, when you were in high school, take us through that journey. Like, what what were your thoughts? Or like, okay, once I leave high school, what were your plans? So. It's so interesting because my brother is four years older than me. When I went, when I start in basically high school, my brother was going to college and he was able to come to the United States uh, to go play ball on college level. Um, mm. And obviously you get inspired, right? You, if for any person who play in the island, going to come and play by any type of sport, in the United States is an achievement. So I saw my brother like, wow, he, he made it. Uh, and obviously observing what he did and how he did it. I, I tried to start preparing myself and getting better uh, on playing ball so I can be able to come to the state as well. I just like, if he went, I want to go too. If he went and and got you know the opportunity to go to, uh, go to college and play baseball, I want to do that too as well. So, but here's the difference. I got to tell you, my brother was, my brother is close to six, three. I'm only five, nine and a half. (laughs) Yeah. So in sport, you know, when you, especially in baseball, you that tall, you, you, and he's left-handed, he was strong hitter. He had pretty much a lot of things going for him. My end wasn't like that. So I had to push myself very hard. Like, you know, I literally had to go to, to hit the gym more often, uh, and um and 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 practice a little bit more because I saw that if I was at his level, I was able to make it. So uh-huh. he was my raw model, like point of focus of like trying to get better. Um, but also I was very self-disciplined. Like I I, I put something in my mind that I'm like, I want to do that. And it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy because you know, you play against other people that are better than you, stronger than you, bigger than you. So you want to get to that level and pushing yourself uh, to the max is is something that you don't know until you go through it. Right. And, exactly. uh, but then you start discovering more things about yourself, like how capable you are when you are going outside your comfort zone and then start developing that mentality of like, if I discipline myself enough and talking here of baseball, right? 
yeah. I can make it. I can do it. So that was my mentality at a at young age. And, and I think that have helped me through my life, right? Through my career, that mentality of like using sport as a discipline to just push me now what I'm at right now in life. But that mentality started at that early age. So early age. Um, that's important. I play, yeah. yeah, I play many different leagues in the island. Um, and um, unfortunately, I didn't have no one coming and scouting me from the ah. states, <laughs> which is it was different because my brother did have the opportunity. I did it. So I went the opposite way. Well, no one's coming to see me. I come into them. So I start writing letters. Ooh. I remember going to the library uh, uh, at the school and basically they used to have this thick book because, as you know, back then we didn't have no Internet. No. Encyclopedias, everything. <laughs> no. They have this thick book where they have all the information for that missions, uh, contact people for all the school in the United States. So I went down the list and I started wow. looking for, okay, which school I would like to go. And I started applying. And uh, this is my senior year in high school. I started applying for, you know, for basically enrolling to schools here in the state, but also with the vision of trying to play ball. Um, and I applied to five schools. And out of those five, I got accepted uh, three of them. Uh, one of them was Texas AM. Um, what? I don't uh, know Florida that. State University. Yeah. Uh, so one, and then the other one is the one that I ended up going. And that's a whole different story because my the reason I ended up going to Benedict University, which is in in Illinois, which is uh 30 miles, the school is 30 miles about uh, outside the city of Chicago. Yeah. The reason I ended up going is there because the mission representative for that campus that used to do recruiting, he went to the same school with my brother in Ohio. <laughs> Get out of so, here. So, Yes. So somehow, some way, um, he ended up calling the house my last semester of my senior year looking for my brother. After four years, he called the house out of nowhere. Remember, <laughs> we're, talking about, we're talking back in 1997. There's no wow. such a thing as a cell phone, right? Everything was a landline. You someone called. And um, this guy is from actually from the city of uh, Joliet, Illinois. And he started working at this school. He called my brother to see how he's doing. And my brother started talking to him. And it's funny because my brother said, so what you doing? He said, oh, I'm a recruiter for school. And my brother was like, well, guess what? My brother want to go to the, to the state, go to school, get education, and also play ball. Ah. So, so here I am. To, that's how you landed in Chicago. Yes. <laughs> ah, yes. So, so when God have a purpose, right, it doesn't yep. matter. You know, you do your due diligence, right? I was writing letters. I, I was about to go to, uh, I was narrowed down to Texas AM at Florida State. I was like, man, which one am I going to go? Um, but then this guy come and he heard about me. He fly from Chicago all the way to Puerto Rico. He Get come to see here. me play ball. Uh, and then he took the opportunity to go around the island and also scout other players. And um, so when I ended up going to the school at uh, Benetti University in Illinois, in Lyle, Illinois, he ended up recruiting another five more players. So that little connection with my brother opened the door not only for me, but for other exactly. players in the island to just come to the to, to the United States. And Play ball, right? That's why we came here. We, we didn't so much looking for the education. You're 18. Yeah. You just, like you said, being, thinking about the major leagues. You want to make it. But it opened many other doors that of it come with the opportunity. Of course. That's awesome, man. Thank you for sharing that, bro. That, but that's how you land in Illinois. You, you study in Illinois. You go to yes. college there. Then that's where you meet Veronica, your wife, right? right? So yes. tell us a little bit about that story. Real quick. So, you know, I was a uh, sophomore year, and <laughs> this is the most bizarre part. So, Jesus, his name, the, the name of the recruiter name is Jesus, okay? Jesus, oh my God. <laughs> I'm not making this up, All right? Um, and Jesus uh, recruited me, right? My sophomore year, he go, when, when I'm going to school, he go to the city of Chicago to recruit more people, and... He, then he go recruit Veronica. 
for oh going God. to school. So, you know, when, when something's for you in life, destiny, for you. it doesn't matter how it's going to play out. Everything's going to work out. So if it wasn't for my brother playing baseball and go to Ohio, Columbus, Ohio, to play, he would never, if he never made that trip, he would, would never meet Jesus. But over there, he met Jesus Sanchez. That's his name. Four years later, Jesus moved back to Chicago. And then I don't know where he called the house, connect me. I go to Benedict University. And then when I'm there in my freshman year, he go to the city to recruit more people. But low, only God knew that he was going there to get my wife because Veronica <laughs> and I got married after, you know, we started dating while I was, she was a freshman, I was a sophomore. So one decision made this thing all happen. Wow, bro. That is amazing. And I know there's more to the story, bro, but yes. <laughs> then you go from <laughs> Illinois and then you come down to Florida, right? right. What, what brought you down to Florida? So, so after all my glory days in college, I played ball, <laughs> went well, I got education. I have a bachelor's degree in information system um, and experienced so many things that many people at that age, at that time, didn't experience that I did have the opportunity to experience. Um, then things went from great to bad. I graduated from college and I cannot find a job. So I literally... Ah. Uh, having a hard time to land a job. Um, but I know that during that process, uh, God was working with me. And, um, and you know, it, it was so bizarre because I was, you know, bilingual at that time. I didn't speak English at the beginning, but by that time I was bilingual, educated. Yeah, Chicago is a very diverse, a diverse city. And we yeah. have, you know, a lot of Hispanics. So I can utilize my skills as bilingual. I couldn't even land a job at McDonald's. That's how bad it was. But I know that <laughs> back wow. then, I didn't understand it was God pushing me this way. So um, so in 2005, I said, you know what? I need to just get out of the city of Chicago. And Reload. my brother, uh, he was in Puerto Rico. He already had moved through here to Orlando, Florida. And he understanding what I was going through. He said, you know what? Just, just come this way. And, you know, so you don't be by yourself. Uh, at that time, I was engaged with Veronica. Do you remember? Yeah, yeah, I was yeah engaged. I remember. And um, so, but I took the leap of faith to come out this way and just hoping that something better will come up for me. But it was a, a good year and a half of struggle. Wow. And when people said their struggle is real, yes. It's real. <laughs> <laughs> I know, bro. Man, I appreciate it, bro. Thank you for sharing that story, man. So let, let's get a little bit now. Now that we got to know... Uh, you a little bit of your journey, man. I appreciate that. You know, like you say, we had those those sport dreams back in the days. You know, things didn't work out. There's different plans. You know, God has different different plans and whatnot. So, you know, I look at my myself. You know, I never thought I'd be even doing this type of uh, podcast and whatnot. But hey, God, you know, works in mysterious ways that we know. But yes. But listen, um, so. Let's talk a little bit about real estate. Now, first of all, how long, like, what made you? Because I know when when I knew you and we spent a little bit more time and whatnot, um, you were in into the higher learning, like helping with student debt, student loans, and whatnot. That we're gonna bring that on a different podcast, just for uh, the listeners that are are listening right now and watching us. We're gonna bring uh, Eddie has a lot of experience in helping with student debt. Uh, student loans and whatnot. He has a lot of experience in that, but that's going to be on a different subject. But, but now that you, and, and I always, there's always something that, that I hated and liked about you was that you were so organized financially. Like you, you had your money straight, you had your credit. Like this guy was like perfect, man. I was like, oh my God, I want to get there someday. Right now, thank God I worked on my credit. I got good credit. You know, my wife and I, we want to look into buying a house uh, sometime soon, but you know, financially I have to get my money right and whatnot. The credit is good. You know, there's some debt that I'm, I'm paying off and whatnot. So let's start with this. Let's start with the real estate market. Like, first of all, what got you into real estate? I'm just curious. So who got me in real estate was the guy who sold me this time home that I'm sitting right now. <laughs> ah. Well, his name is Jeff Toby. Um, 
So me and Veronica were looking for a property for maybe like a year and a half. You know, we, we start the process early, like you and Carmen is doing, right? Um, there's something that I, me as a realtor now, I tell a lot of, especially first-time buyers, or you need to get yourself organized, right? So mm-hmm. we start getting organized, like you said, you know, organize and get all, everything uh, in order. And uh, we start searching for homes. And, um, you know, we got a couple failures of trying to find a property. And I ended up, you know, I, I started at the beginning when you were a realtor, didn't work out. And then I, um, my barber, which is funny, you brought the barber earlier. Barbers are, they're, they're like the encyclopedia of knowledge. They are, knowledge. they are. And they know everyone, right? So I'm getting a haircut and my barber is like, his name is just incredible. Uh, I remember him. Free, free advertising. He's still my barber. Um, yeah, yeah. He, um, he, I was talking and he, and he knew about, you know, I was searching for, for property and I told him my story that, you know, I was not working out. He referred one of his clients, which it was Jeff, where he was a realtor. So I ended up buying this property, but what it, what it gave me here was when I was closing for this home, the day of closing, closing doesn't take more than 45 minutes. When you go to the title company and everybody's there, all the paperwork is set up and you start signing your life away, right? You're just signing, signing. Yeah, yeah. But it takes about 45 minutes because you're signing and also your wife, I remember I got that time signing. But something happened very, what happened, I cannot explain, but it happened, everything happened a purpose. I ended up waiting for like almost two hours for them to prepare the paper. So we were in downtown Orlando and in this big fancy room, they put in this large conference room and they're, you know, they, they have this monitor screen like this displaying like properties and whatnot. And here I am, I'm getting bored today. <laughs> so I get up and I just like, and there's my realtor, Jeff, Veronica, they're talking. I just get up and say, hey, as you can see, this development we're having right now here in Orlando, this three floor building is going to be accessible for you as soon as we so I start like doing sales speech what oh, about okay. what was on the on the screen and then obviously the screen jumped to like the bedroom and here you can see the bedroom and the master bedroom and obviously Veronica I know that I sometimes could be a clown she just started laughing right and and, <laughs> and she's like hey stop you're embarrassing me I'm like no I'm bored here these people need to hear you <laughs> yeah <laughs> But here's my then. But here's Jeff. Jeff is sitting down. He's just looking at me, and then I just finally sit down, and he told me, "He's like, Eddie, why you don't become a realtor?" I'm like, "Me? The guy that's selling you the property?" Yeah, I was like, "You just sell me that property over there in the screen. You just you're a natural. You you know, you be great. You're bilingual. You." And then he starts showering me. Not with compliment, but also what he saw as potential. And that's why I think it's sometimes so important that when we see potential and other people, we bring that up to those. We can share and say, listen, you have potential this because people sometimes don't see themselves. I couldn't see that. I never considered myself a salesperson. And we're going to answer a little bit later about that, about how it's my approach about the real estate. Okay. But he's like, I can help you. And I'm like, okay. And I went through the process. He just told me that. Then a week later, you know, I'm here. I asked him, hey, what I need to do? And he gave me all the information. Six years later, here I am. Wow. So, so you've been a realtor six years. Yes. So 2015, so it take. Okay. Yes. So you, you get your license. You study. I, I, by the way, I want to do that too. I, I want to study, but I'm afraid of that test, bro. The test is not, it ain't no joke. It ain't, ain't easy, but here's the thing. The worst failure in life is not trying. So that's right. So like this podcast, I had to try it. Yeah, you know, if 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 you're already if you're not trying, you're already failing. So that's true. I listen when I went to do my first test, I failed by two points, and it's wow. it was so because you know I I got dis- discouraged right because yeah. yeah you know you go through the whole process, but then um. You know, it's good when you have a good people around you and they inspire you, right? But it's like, don't give up. You know, shake it up. Look for another opportunity or another window to take, retake the test and do it. And I, I did it like three days later. 
there was another opportunity to jump in on it and I passed the test. So yeah, I worked hard for it. I studied for it. I spent at least a good maybe five to six weeks hard studying. Also at the same time working. So yeah, exactly, but exactly, yeah. It paid yeah, off. Front of I you, paid you know, off. Juggling the you know fatherhood, the husband, the friends. Yes working so what's the company that you represent that you work for i saw on facebook there was a name of realty group yeah called empire network realty um so there's it called again i'm sorry empire network empire. Realty. yeah okay so understand a little bit about real estate when when you get your license you become what called uh uh an agent right? right and when you become an agent you cannot work by yourself you have to work on their broker a broker so there's Many brokers out there, the most famous one, right? Remax, Century 21, yeah, um, uh, Key W Williams, uh, there's Kelly Williams. Um, but then you have all the other ones that are more local, like the one that I work for, La Rosa Realty. I don't know if you heard those. Yeah, I so, see the sign. Yeah. So when you become a realtor, you have to work under a broker. And for you to be able to work on your own and be a broker, you at least need to have two years of working experience and as a realtor, and then we take it, take another test for brokerage and become a broker. So it's a whole process. It's not like, you know, but obviously when you're an agent, you basically, this is entrepreneurship. You, you have to hustle. You have to find your client. You have to get yourself available to people and learn the industry, learn the market. That's very important. So absolutely, man. I appreciate that. So, so if you want to get into real estate, I can send you the information and to yeah. anyone who's listening, uh, they want the information. Uh, I did everything online. There's a website that actually Jeff is the one who provided that to me. Okay. You know, you do a self-paced. I was I'm a type of person that I want to do something, I just go and do it. So I was very determined. I was putting all the time, my free time on studying for that test and getting ready you know, exactly. for the test. So, so right now with the uh, real estate market, what's the interest rate? I have a couple questions here. I'm going to be asking you, what's the interest rate right now looking at? So, okay. So the, the, the market um, is determined by how the economy is doing, right? So when, when the economy tends to slow down, especially the job market, unemployment go higher, the, the, the government tend to lower the interest rate to make it, you know, attractive for future buyers to just jump in and opportunity to have low interest rates. So right now, interest rates can go from 3%, 2.8% on a 30-year loan. They're uh, still low, basically. They're, they're still low. Well, it was, it was a, before the pandemic, it was around 5 6%. So wow. that makes a big difference. So, okay. um but what we have noticed is that when we, when the government lowered the interest rate and obviously they become very competitive, all other people who are lenders that also do business as mortgage brokers, they lower that interest rate. A lot of people want to jump in the opportunity, right? Because now what you pay in interest is a lot lower, also will lower your payments. And um, what we have seen now is there's a lot of buyers right now in the market Bro, it's but crazy. Not, but not enough inventory, not enough sellers. So let's do an economic, you know, one-on-one. Low inventory or low supply, high demand, high prices, right? Because if I have something that I want, but they're not much of them, let's say you have this house and there's a hundred people want that house. <laughs> well, guess what? The price is gonna go up because people are fighting to get to that. Now, if you go the opposite way, if you have this house and there's only two people interest, yeah, there's not so much competition over there. So exactly. what we have seen is that the pandemic hit, they lowered the interest rate, and now a lot of people you know want to buy a property, but the prices of the property have gone up. They have rise tremendously, it, especially here in Central Florida. Yeah, because the interest rate, I want to say that the lower the interest rate, the higher the value of the house, correct? No. So the interest rate, basically what it, it, it impact is your payment, your monthly payment, right? So okay. uh, it doesn't matter what the value of the property is. Uh, that has nothing to do with the interest that you are going to get from the loan. 
So the interest rate is based on the loan you're going to get against the property. So let's say right. you're buying a two hundred thousand dollar home, and uh, and the interest that you get is three uh, percent. Well, guess what? If you go and buy, if you decide, you know what, I don't want that two hundred thousand. I want to get a four hundred thousand dollar. You still get that three percent because that's based on your credit, your right. credit history, your credit score. So that's different over there. And a lot of people also get confused. What is a realtor? Where I am. And then what is a mortgage broker or the finance aspect? I got clients that come to me and say, I want to buy a property. And I'm like, okay, good. So I first I asked, did you get, do you have a pre-qualify or pre-approval letter from your mortgage or yeah. your bank? And they're like, well, no, but I, I think you're the one that's going to help me with that. And people get that confused. We as realtor, what we help is the process of finding you the home, Go to the whole legal process of creating the, the, the contract for the bid and guide you through the whole process so you obtain that house. But you need to have the finance with you. So that's why you work with a mortgage broker or with your own bank. Perfect. Thank you. Because, you know, buying a house is not like, not like going to a car dealership where you say, okay, no. uh, let me get the, you know, you have to choose between the black, the red or the white. Yes. The four door, two door, you know, automatic or, or stick shift. You know, this is not the same thing where you negotiate. Oh, I got, you know, $2,000 down. Let's negotiate the price. The house process is not the same thing. So let's talk about that real quick. Like, yes. like let's, let's go through the process because okay. from what I understand for myself, I my credit is good now. Okay. okay. Um, if, even if we do a hard pull, I want to say I'm close, you know, to the, to the 700s. Um, so what, what is right now the minimum credit score that you should have? It's about 650. And that okay. is for the FHA loan, which is a federal housing authority loan that has come through right. the government. Okay, um, perfect. So I'm good there. Now, yeah. the second step is, okay, so your credit score, you qualify. Now, the, the second thing is, is I can't go because I, I go with my wife, right? And, and, and Valerie, you know, she wants this two-story house. She wants the pool. She wants this and that. I was like, wait, wait a minute, because, you know, yeah, it looks nice and everything. But if my finances uh, don't meet the needs for the, the thing, the bank is not going to loan the, the money, right? Because if, if my if my uh, finance says that I can afford a two fifty to two eighty thousand three under three hundred thousand dollars, but I'm looking at a four hundred fifty thousand dollar home. What's going on there? So I'm glad that you brought that up because I, I experienced this with especially first time buyers. Um, yes. One time I, I got this client, they, they want to buy a house. They were like you guys and they were in the process of getting the pre-approval and pre-qualified letter. So the pre-approval letter basically is that it determined based on your salary and your debt that you have, your commitment, they're not money that you own, your credit card, car payment, student loans, you name it. They look at that and they see how much uh, income comes to the house and they determine, okay, we can lend you money, this X amount of money, right? And it can go from 100000 to a million dollars, whatever, right? It depends on like, how much income you make. The, the debt to ratio? Correct, the debt to ratio. And um, they have their own table and they determine how much they can lend you, right? So they, when they, they decide, okay, Angel is worthy and, and Carmen are worthy, worthy of $250,000 based on their uh, financial situation at home. But then right. you go to the next person, it might have the same credit score that you have, but they make less money than you. Well, guess what? They're making less money, same, same finance, like, you know, credit worth. They might get only 200 qualified. So, the first step is to know how much you get qualified because I was working with uh, some clients and I asked that you got your pre-qualified, pre-approved. I know we know, but we want to start seeing homes. I was a rookie. So I was like, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to lose this client. So I started showing them home and they're just like, take me here, take me there. And yeah, back then they were looking at homes that are like 250, 300, man, you know, they're glorious. They're beautiful. You know, everything they're looking for. Then all suddenly, like a week later, they get the pre-approval letter and they only get qualified for 200. Now there's game on, right? Now they're like, okay, we're serious now. Let's start looking for a property. 
But the only property I can show them is on what price? 200. I cannot right. go 250, 300. So I start thinking, taking them to homes that were 200. And they're getting mad at me. I'm like, he's like, Why? this house, this house, you bring me to this house? I'm like, this is what you can afford. He's like, what about the house we saw a week ago? Two, you know, those houses, I'm like, yeah, those houses cost 250, 300,000. So they want, yeah, they want the Mercedes BMW, but they can only afford a Toyota. <laughs> yes, it's the same yeah. thing. So I made a mistake to just start showing them properties without having known um, what they worth because then they got very discouraged, right? You start learning creating this, this idea, illusion about, wow, I'm going to get this. But suddenly now you see a home for 275, 300. A four bedroom pool, you know, countertop, forget it, you know, all the bells and whistles. And then now you only approve for 200. Well, 100 grand different in a property make a big difference how the property yeah. look in location. <clears throat> so they got very discouraged and it, it took longer for me to help them to obviously buy their property. But that of also course. came with obviously not having a lot of experience in the field when I started. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, definitely, man. I, that's that's hard, man. But I'm pretty sure that you're not the only one that happens to. So, so li listen real quick. I have another question because you know this is a question for um you know that I have too as as yes. a first time home buyer. Um, later on about the, the the programs for first time home buyers, but what are the benefits? Because you know I go to these, you know, you see these flags, model homes open, and you go in there, and my wife, you know, she had a friend that purchase a home and i'm kind of confused maybe i'm not the only one hopefully i'm not um or but if there is maybe you could make bring this to clarity um so what are the benefits if any that if you go directly with the builder right and you purchase directly with them or you use a realtor because i i heard from someone saying that if you buy from a builder you could lose certain benefits down payment assistance whatnot because you're you're going straight to the builder. Others told me no. You want to use a realtor because with the realtor you could get those benefits. So I'm confused. All right. So, so here again, two different things. So a builder it would be more than happy to work with a realtor, right? Because the realtor is the one who has the client and they want to sell. Absolutely. They already have budget the commission for the realtor who bring them their client, right? Future buyers. They want to sell. So in the process, when, when the builder sometimes does it, they offer their own financing. See, now this is not nothing to do with the realtor. It had it's to do builder. with your finances. Yes. Okay. So remember, you come into the, see the house. I'm your realtor. You already have a pre-approval letter from your bank or a mortgage broker you're working with. You go to see a property and the builder is say, listen, you see this house? If you work with our finance department and we finance you the property, we give you, they start throwing a lot of things. We give you a better interest rate. Uh, they give you uh, upgraded kitchen. We give you this $25,000 worth of floor. So because oh. for them becoming a, your finance, for them for, for them to become your financial uh, people to advisor. To buy to buy the property, they're making more money in the long run, right? Because obviously they're gonna charge an interest rate, and that interest rate is gonna build them, you know, give them money back. So, so I always tell us to, uh, uh, I always tell my clients is, or anyone, if you're gonna buy a property, use a realtor because a realtor is gonna look for the benefit of you, and it doesn't matter if it's a used home old home or brand new home okay. that realtor is going to make sure that you get the deal you're looking for and you don't get obviously and be able to explain as well what each situation bring because dealing with uh, a home that is being used compared with a brand new or the process is a little bit different because yeah. obviously you're building a new home you, you know there's a process there's a deposit you have to give up front to secure the land there's a little bit more uh, different when you buy just a home that's just being used. So, but if that don't hinder any benefit, are you as a buyer to work with a realtor or not? 
but I always recommend use a realtor, not because I'm a realtor. Right. I'm just saying is the realtor is there to guide you and help you with the steps. Okay. Let me tell you something. I don't sell homes. And that's the most bizarre thing you can say as a realtor. I yeah. facilitate the process. It's exactly. the two different things. It is. People these days know what they're looking for and what they want. My job is to understand what you're looking, why you uh, what you want, and be able to find it. And when you say, I like it, I want to put a bid on it, now is my my job to help you in that process, to write that contract, to you know make sure that you are covered with your contingencies, like inspection of the property, with the appraisal. So there's some things that the average person don't know, but it's my responsibility to take care of you. I didn't sell the house. You basically chose. It was just like, here it is. You like it? Yes. All right. Help me to buy it. And that's what a facilitator does. So, uh, and I think there's also the big misconception about understanding what a realtor is. No, there's there's realtors there. They're very aggressive and they just go with the sell. But that's not my approach. My approach is, I understand what people are looking for. And if I be able to feel, find out what they're looking for, then it's just for me to help them to guide them to the process. Because exactly. it, it's a roller coaster. You it get is. excited and then you get demotivated. And then this thing happened and, and it, it, it can be a very draining. I tell you, this is very It draining. is. It's not like buying a car, bro. I'm telling you, you can't go to a house and say, oh, I want the, give me the gray one with the four bedroom. And three baths, and let's go. Is this yes. that's not the process? Okay, so real quick, so the the first time ho- uh, home buyer program, right? How does that work? How, how, um, explain a little bit about that. So you know, um, there are different first time home buyer program, right? So let's start with the FHA loans, right? That's the first time home buyer program, which is through okay. the government. It just helps you to facilitate the your fi- the finance that you need to obtain a property. Not everybody had $250,000 cash in their bank account right now to say, this is a property right one. I'm going to buy cash and that's it. Most of the time, 99% of the time, people buy through a loan. Right? They finance the property. Right. So the FHA loan, what allow you is they, the, the credit score they're looking for you to have to, to obtain their benefits of their loan is not that high. It's a 650 around that area. Um, they only allow you that you only can put, you only have to put 3.5% down on the property, right? So again, compared with a conventional loan, conventional loan regularly is like 20%. So if you buy a home for $200,000 and you put in 20% of that property, you have to come out of pocket with $40,000 down payment. Okay. Right. So, but you buy that property for, 200,000 and it's at 3.5%, you only have to put $7,000 down. That's a big difference. Yeah, so it is. Yeah, so because, so, but it does have benefits and, you know, to go through that. So that's one of the things. Now, uh, the counties also have first time buyers program, right? They sometimes they give you assistance for down payment or the, the state provide those as well. Okay. Well, I, yes. No, I'm sorry to interrupt you because I, I, that's ahead. a very important question for me because the down payment says how how do they determine how much you get as far as down payment? Is it based on your income? Or, yes. Okay. So it's based on your income and your levels your of gross income. Your yeah, gross income. It, yeah, it is about and it's a household income and how many people live in that household, right? Okay. So if you can make fifty thousand dollars a year, the four people live there. But then you have another person that make fifty thousand dollars and six people live there. So that people who obtain six people with fifty thousand dollars a little bit harder to sustain four people, right? So they look at that, and the county have those programs, the state have those programs. Um, but the best way to do it is through it through a lender. There's lenders that have they're part of those programs, and they help you to. Uh, guide you to the process because it's a process. You have to take some classes for it. Oh yeah, that's important. Yes. Yeah, I heard about that. You have to, to take a class. You have, and then when you finish your class, they give you a certification. Is it good for one year? The the mortgage broker will be able to tell. Okay, how much assistance financially you're gonna get? So uh, uh, that's why 
when and you could help with that process, correct? You yes. Well, what I do is I educate our, our our my my clients, right? So the first thing they need to get square up is their finances. Don't even think about looking at property. Don't ask me to show you this. Fix your credit. Work on your credit first. Yes. Correct? You have to look also at your expenses, right? You have to do your money budget. You know, how much money you're spending, where your money is going. Do you have enough money for a down payment? Do you have money uh, enough for also for closing? That's something that people don't take in consideration. So there's a lot of things that you need to get prepared. Like I told you, it took me and Veronica a year and a half to get what we have today, but it, you have to start somewhere. And that's what a lot of people get so, dis, uh, you know, not motivated at all. It's like, oh, it's hard. Well, guess what? It's not hard. It's just you don't understand the process. If you understand you the process, the work. you need to put the work. It doesn't matter. So, so yeah, I, I help the, the, my client to say, okay, first, let's work on your finances, what you're looking for, and then also if you qualify for those programs. Now, those programs, they're not always available. That's one thing I want to brought up. The, they come and go. Sometimes they have it, sometimes they don't, because it's also based on how the economy is doing with the state or with the county. So there is also always, you know, that possibility that those down payment assistance are not available. So what you're going to do? What's your plan B? You were counting only to get that money. So it's just a it's, it's, a, it's a process that you go back and forth and, and also see what is best for you as well. Because not everybody should buy, put it this way. Yeah. But I would recommend to people buy. Because let me tell you, before I bought this property, I spent eight years paying rent. Eight years. <laughs> I know. For, during those eight years, my dad used to tell me, Eddie, go buy yourself a home. Go buy and I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I keep postponing. When I bought this home, one day I sit down and I put the average payment for each month that I was paying the renter. Oh my God. I spent over close to a hundred grand on rent in eight years. And when I left, and the funny part is that I spent almost the majority of that time in one particular place that I was renting. When I left, I got nothing in return. Not even a thank you. You know what I got? Hey, you owe us three hundred dollars because this wall is having a scratch and we have to fix it. That's what <laughs> I got. Now, in my situation right now, if I decide to sell this home right now, mm-hmm. I got an equity around over a hundred grand. So there, there is there is a benefit of buying a property as long that you have a plan. Do you see yourself living? in a particular place for five years? If the answer is yes, you say, okay, I'm going to be here for the next five years in Orlando. You should try to start buying yourself a property. If you say, no, I'm planning to move, then don't do it. But if you see yourself here be five years or more, you should start the process of of buying. Because when you sell, you're getting something back. Exactly. It's not like a car. The car, you, you walk off the lot, with you know, you pay twenty five thousand, and then in, well, as soon as you walk off the lot, you lost four or five grand, all right there out the door. Yes, not the with the property. Pro- you, you buy a home, the market is always going up; it's never going down. Yeah, you, you pay two eighty, and the next and a year it could be in the three hundreds. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, and you know, and and people, and here's another thing: people think, oh, the market's going crazy; it's a bubble. Let me tell you something, people: it's not a bubble. What happened in 2008 was the financial crisis was because the banks was out of control. They were just lending money left and right, right? Yes. It was crazy. Yeah. And this situation here, we're driving that market. It's not the it's not the, uh, the the banks. It's actually the people. People are creating that demand with the low exactly. inventory and the prices keep going up. So they say, oh, I'm going to wait for that bubble to burst. I'm going to wait for the house market to, to come back and... It might slow down, but the prices are not coming down drastically like before, like fifty or sixty thousand dollars up. That's not gonna happen. No, that's not gonna happen. Especially here in Central Florida, that's not gonna happen. No, the only thing that we can see that may go down is the interest rate. That's that's about it. <laughs> that's it, and that's where we are right now. You know, in the interest rate. So you know, that's why it has so so much people trying to gain the market because it's creating yeah. this huge demand because people want to lock their property with those interest rates. Exactly. So right now, it's still a time to buy. Correct. Yes. 
Oh, uh, if you oh, if you have yeah. that five years plan that you're gonna be staying longer here, at least five years in Orlando, you should start the process. People always start the process late. I want to give yeah. our house now, and guess what? It takes months. You're doing it right. You start working your credit, but then you have to start getting yourself educated, right? Right. Talking to a mortgage broker, to your bank, what kind of what kind of benefits they have up there, what kind of, and then and then you start feeling a little bit more comfortable about your decision. This is not like you say buying a car. A car you can spend twenty thousand dollars. At home you're spending two hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, that's you know this is the great investment that you get. But you're getting something in return. There's three things that human beings need. Food, clothes, and shelter. Food, clothes, and shelter. Well, if shelter is one of them, think about it. For those who are renting, for those who are not renting, they're what? They're owners, right? Right. And for those who are owners are not renting. So somehow, somewhere, you always need to have a place to live. Which side you want to be? You want to be in the buyer's, you want to be the owner's side, you want to be in the renter's side. That's that's the bottom line because you always going to need shelter. And the shelter here in the United States is defined by two ways. Are you a homeowner or you're a renter? That's either or, yeah. There's no other way. Or you live with your mom. I don't know. <laughs> in a, in a, renting a room. That's true. Yeah. Bro, Eddie, thank you, man. I, I appreciate it, man. I have so many other questions and whatnot, but you know what? We're going to save that for another segment. I'm going to have you back. That's fine. Um, and the next time you guys see Eddie with me, we're going to be talking about uh, higher education, this guy, uh, for those student loans out there, for those college uh, uh, students out there. He has a lot of info. He has a lot of background. I remember him traveling to Tampa for Lauderdale in his car. He would go to these uh, uh, seminars and he would talk about uh, higher education, how to pay off those debt loans and whatnot. So in another segment, I'm going to bring you and I, I appreciate your time. Time is, uh, is our, time is flying already, man. I want you to get back to your family. Guys, you. Um, if, if you have any questions, any concerns, anything that might have left out, please comment down below. Subscribe to the channel. Uh, uh, let me know. Uh, text me if you if you know him personally and I'll make sure that I'll get you uh, Eddie's contact. Um, and I appreciate Eddie, man. I appreciate it. I'm going to let you go, man. I want you to get back to your family. I know you got a busy schedule ahead of time. Thank you again for this opportunity, bro. Bro, on the bottom of my heart, I love you. God bless you. You're my brother. You know that. Thank you, man. Likewise, thank you for having me here. It was, you know, uh, times go fast when you're having fun, but, uh, I tell uh, you, man, <laughs> thank you for the information for those who are watching or, you know, maybe you also watch the recording My information in the screen, you know, feel yes. free to reach out. Listen, I, people who know me, especially Pastor Angel, tell you that I'm not, I'm not after your $100 bills. I'm after your well-being. That's why exactly. I, I want you to be well. And if I have to sit down and go over, you know, anything that we need to go over and you don't business with me, but you happy, that's what makes me happy. Because at the end of the day, you know, exactly. I believe that if I impact your life in a positive way, you know, somehow, some way, always come back to me positive. So mm-hmm. don't don't hold back on reaching out. If you have any questions with real estate, even with debt management too, I, I did work for like he said before. I did be real estate. I used to do that as well, and I yeah. applies a lot of that to real estate. So uh, everything goes hands to hands, and um, I'm here to help. So thank you so much for your time and uh, thank uh, you, man. Pastor Angel. I call you Pastor Angel because you just still my pastor, man. I, okay, I love man. you so much. <laughs> don't uh, worry, man. Thank you so much. I know the calling that I have and the, the calling that I have is to serve and, and serve my friends and my family to get the brand out there. And that's what that is, that's what this is all about. So, man, I appreciate it. I have a lot of more content coming on for the month of, of May. I'm already booked for May and, and come for June. So I, I want you to share my content. I'm going to be sharing your stuff as well. So they can find you at Eddie Serrano Realtor on Instagram. Uh, on their Facebook is Eddie Serrano, uh, Eddie Serrano Realtor as well. So um, thank you, Eddie, man. I appreciate it. I hope my followers are going to tell everyone. I'm going to push everyone to follow you uh, just for your info. I also have under the Anchor, uh, there's an app called Anchors for the audio. So if someone's listening or they don't like to you know, connect to social media, but they like to have their, their earbuds on and they like to hear the audio, I have it on Anchor, the Anchor app. I'm going to share that with you, uh, Google Cast and Spotify. 
Okay, awesome. so we have all those streams. I'm telling you, man, I, I went crazy with this, man. I'm, I'm going to share it everywhere. So you, man. I'm going to tag you. And then um, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. I have a lot more stuff coming. But we'll see you uh, in a few months to talk about higher education, Eddie. I appreciate it. God bless you. I love you. Send my regards to Veronica, to your son. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Keep pushing forward, man. I love the idea of the concept. Take care, okay? Thank you, man. Thank you. God bless you, Bob. I'll talk to you soon. All right, bye. Well, there you have it, guys, man. As you can see, uh, my my boy Eddie, man, he uh, he came through, man. It's a blessing. It's an honor. Like I said, man, I want to help you guys. Uh, if you're not too too much with the social media, I want to help you. I want this podcast, the Young Entrepreneur Mindset Podcast, to be your podcast. I want you to be a part of this. Um, I want to thank everyone who has been uh, uh, accepting my um, my invites is it's been a uh, shocking to me because like I said with Eddie, I was prepared for the no and the no and it turned down. And next, thing you know, I was not prepared for the yes and the yes and yes. And when can I do it? So thank you guys. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. Uh, follow me on Instagram. Uh, follow me on Facebook live. Uh, this Friday, I have another guest this Friday. Put it on your calendar Friday, the 30th. I have a special friend of mine that's going to talk about uh this business that he's doing is very interesting business not a business that a lot of people do so uh hit me up follow me uh, i'm gonna do the post for tomorrow wednesday and i want you guys to join me on friday the 30th also at 7 p.m okay for the month of may i have a very special guest that's going to be coming soon uh you guys got to meet this guy man it's, it's, it's an honor that i i was surprised that he even said yes so with that being said guys Thank you again. Subscribe to my channel. Share this content. I appreciate everyone's feedback. Thank you, everyone, for the support. I keep you all in my prayers. And for last but not least, as you guys know, I also have my products. So if you guys know about my products, of course, drymailbox.com. Look up my information under drymailbox.com. As a lot of you that follow me, I'm in the mailbox business as well. So I could come to the home and Put the mailbox, fix it up. We have the installation for $99. I have that as well. I have access to that. I could come to your home, install the mailbox. Okay. Uh, real quick, a uh, couple of announcements. Uh, May 15th, this confirmed May 15th and May 16th in the Central Florida Fairgrounds. Okay. I'm going to be uh, there with the Florida Gun Show. Uh, if you're into uh, firearms, I have here the Pro Kevlock gun safety bag this is a tactical gun safety bag that my friend nelson de la noise uh invented and you're gonna be seeing this sometime in the future with shark tank all right so hopefully shark tank is gonna call us where we could talk about this product it's a kevlar uh, fabric comes with a lock and is a very soft uh foam so that if the gun falls inside the bag it doesn't harm the bag so florida gun show coming soon to a neighborhood near you and of course i gotta support my wife listen man uh for those of you that are in the health and wellness business look up my website there it is right there this new product right here gold baby gold factor this is brought to you by rio vida we love these products man listen if you're in the natural supplements health and wellness support my wife and i we do this from our home we're very blessed. We're very fortunate to uh, be a part of that program. So thank you guys. Uh, once again, you know what to do. You know how to do it. Subscribe to the channel. I'm going to see you guys hopefully on Friday. Share, 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 share the content, please. I appreciate you guys. God bless you. Be safe. And I want to leave you guys with one last thing. You know, I got to honor him. It's in him. It's, it's his name. This is uh, God put this in my heart to serve the community. You know, I can't reach out to the community going out, uh, uh, walking and knocking door to door. But if I could do it through this stream, I said, God, if you give me the opportunity, I'm going to honor you every time I can. I want to leave you with this last word. Philippians 2, 3. Uh, I shared this not too long ago on my Facebook. It says, don't do anything from selfish ambition or from a cheap desire to boost. But be humble. Toward one another, always considering others better than yourselves. 
And that's what this podcast is about. It's about considering others to be better. It's about considering others rather than myself, rather than posting my content and my business and whatnot. I want to help you. I want to help you. I want to be selfish with this channel. I want you to be a part of this channel. So support me. Uh, help me. Share the content. Subscribe to my channel. Whatever you have to do. I don't want it because I want to get a million followers. I don't want a million followers if I don't get nothing from them. I want the followers to follow my content, to follow my fellow friends here content. I want them to follow, connect. I want people to connect with Eddie, the realtor. I want people to connect with uh, uh, financial health uh, industry. I want to have people talking about that. So I want you to connect with my people. I want my people to connect with you. That's what it's all about. Okay. So God bless you guys. Take care. I'm going to see you in the next segment. So Friday, put on your calendar this Friday. I want to see you guys there. Right. So God bless you. Take care. Be safe. And I'll see you on the next show. God bless you.